Oh, yeah. What's up, Miriam Tazi? How's it going, Malcolm Riddle? I see you. I see you, too. Look at you. You got your headphones on, your hair braided. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Yeah. That's I right. I it out of my face today. I woke up, it was all over the place, and I was like, fuck this, I'm putting it up. Got it. <laughs> Not on my face. Me, me too, that's why. I, yeah. <laughs> and that's what's up. We got the African princess in the house, people. And oh, welcome yeah. to another episode of American Riddle. That's right, we start fast. When I say we're going to go, we're going to go. No prep. <laughs> no I'm heads here. up. Just, no prep, no heads no, no, up, no nothing. No, you don't get that. You I'm don't here. get that here. I'm telling you, this ain't NBC. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting uh, in front of two cats. You know what I mean? Two old friends. Good friends. Lifelong friends. I like to say lifelong. Lifelong. That's Somebody's right. life. Well, I've, I've been alive most of your life. So, That's right. You know. And me... <laughs> How would I introduce you guys? All three, former, all three together. You, you guys are former um, uh, Maryland Renaissance Festival actors, right? Former. That is true. Yes. Yeah. You still participate in some level. I do. Right. Yeah. And uh, former what council? I guess persons. Was council people uh, of the Washington s- steering committee. Steering, steering committee members. members. Former steering committee members. What of what mean? organization? The Washington Wine and Cheese Seminar. Ah. The Tuesday That's night right. guys. That's right. That's Every right. Tuesday night during I didn't know the school that that year. The, that was the the title of what you guys were doing. Yeah. That's right. They would meet every Tuesday at the church and drink yeah. wine. We'll right? teach about wine, right? Nice. We'd teach about wine <laughs> and drink it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> that comes with the job. Yeah. Teach about and drink. Not and necessarily taste. teach how to drink. And Although we did some of that, <laughs> we too. We did some of that, too. <laughs> yeah. That, that is required sometimes. It is it's, required. People don't understand it, that there's a there's a technique, a, a, a process that you go through, very, very similar to what you might have seen on television where they uh, they cup or they, they, what do they call it, whatever it is, they slurp coffee to taste it, to, mm-hmm. to determine. It's exactly the same process. You, do, you have to do that. You have to aerate it. You have to slurp it. You have to... Breathe in, breathe out. It's get, a must. Get the taste in contact with every taste bud in your head. That's what's up. That's right. That's where I learned. I learned a lot of stuff from you guys yeah, on baby. Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights. That's what's up. And Friday nights. We we used to play at your place Friday nights. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when I had the wine shop in, in Tyson's Corner, VA, representing a long time ago. That was fun. Yeah, that was a long, yeah. long time ago. I remember those days. I, it was good days. I remember some of those days. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, how long is the Washington... Um, uh, I always want to I want to lead into something else when I say it. The Washington... Uh, Washington Wine and Cheese Seminar wine and cheese has seminar been, around. been around since January of 1969. Oh, 40, wow. 45 years. 46 years. 46 years. That's some time. I like I like uh, talking with Jim Morrison in the background. I better turn it down before they, uh, <laughs> before they send me a, a letter. Cease and desist, you know what I mean? So we'll turn Jimbo down for now, but I'm sure he's he's with us and present. Oh, yeah. We're drinking a lot of wine, cheese, and also what do we have on the table? Miriam Tazi oh. is is representing uh, Morocco today, right? Yes. What do you got? I have uh, Moroccan meatballs. Moroccan meatballs? Well, yeah, and the uh, niboulette. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't. Well, this is just zucchini and like done in a Moroccan salad fashion. Oh, I gotta try it. What Wait. do you guys think? Have you guys tried it? Oh yes, excellent. The, Super. Yeah, they're done already. Actually, actually, I think the technical term would be it's fucking awesome. Oh, thanks. 
It really is. Mm, we'll yeah, try one. Spicy. Yeah. You, know, you have already had those meatballs many times. I've had her meatballs. <laughs> Plenty of times. Plenty of times. <laughs> Are we talking dirty? What? Uh, no, we're talking meatballs. Oh, no, literally. Okay. Meatballs. Yeah. Ooh, a little bit more spice in it this time. Yeah, I like it. It's, a, it's Maybe. not too much. It's mm-hmm. just a... There's a lot of different spices in it. Cumin, paprika, yeah. salt, pepper, garlic. Mm. I put tarragon this time. He, you picked up on it really quickly, Tony. Yeah. No, there's a little bit more spice. Tomato. A little bit more heat on it. I put some cayenne in there, too. It there does have yeah. a nice little bit of heat on the I end of it. it. Yeah. I need the little spice. Mm. Yeah. I like it. I like food. I like <laughs> eating food. I don't know mm. much about food. All I know is people put it in front of me. A lot of times it's Miriam Tazi, and I eat it. I consume it. Yeah. But I couldn't recite how to make it. No, I'm not a foodie. I cook a lot. I like doing Well, you're it. a foodie. You're just not uh, an eatie. A, a f- you're an eatie in terms of, you're not, uh, you're not a foodie in terms of like, oh, God, let me find out what's in that. You're just yeah. like, wow, this is good. I'm going to yeah. eat it. Yes. You know? I want that same thing I had last time. You know that thing? That thing? The thing that I had. That's what stuffed I say. That's peppers. All, yeah, yeah, she does yeah. stuff. And the geeks will know. Peppers. Yes. Foodie geeks will know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. Oh, yeah. I had a little extra whatever. Yeah. Mm. They know, true. right? Yeah. So I don't my, know. my family and I will eat at a restaurant and then we'll just all start like describing ingredients in the sauce or whatever and we like have debates about no it's not garlic no it's not or you know no it's not saffron it's this or whatever you know like there's a little bit of honey in that i swear you know? and then, and and then like, it turns into a knockdown drag out fight and you get kicked out of the restaurant <laughs> that, right? yeah it does get pretty heated <laughs> that's for sure it does we're like so sure about ourselves i like, like to put the chef on the spot well they won't give you they won't give you the answer a lot of them a lot of them a lot of them won't some won't man no, I like I like to look at them when I tell them what I think is in there and watch their face. Yeah, you can kind of read it. You're pretty spot on, so you have a pretty I, refined I, palate. I, most, I mostly know, but if I make a mistake, they they twitch. You know, they, you can tell. Mm. It's personal. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Everybody. You know. Yeah. That's the hot. That's the chef calling. <laughs> okay. So the chef, the chef is calling we in. Ju- and, uh, we were just talking about that like five minutes ago. Like I, I can't turn well, my phone off. Well, for those so. for, for those of you tuning in, we're doing this podcast via remote, uh, Cabin John, Maryland. And that being said, sometimes the phone will go off. But again, this is an NBC. This ain't Saturday Night Live. You know, things are going to happen. And so. we're not in your plush $20 million recording studio that you usually no, no, use, right? We, we got mics. We have headphones. We got them to work. Sometimes I have some technical difficulties <laughs> looking at a bunch of wires. But the audience is forgiving. So you, you may hear, you know, if a phone goes off, big deal. Big deal. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're going to go through some wines. that we, we What are we drinking right now? We have a few wines. And we have the meatballs. We have, uh, what are these, the veggies you said? Yeah, you zucchini. Say? Yeah, zucchini. Yeah. Say it again. What? Graslewia. <laughs> it's just a type of zucchini. Anyway. <laughs> we are currently drinking a uh, 2006 Priorat. Yeah. This is 55% Grenache, 25% Cabernet Sauvignon, and 20% Syrah. It's nice. It's soft. It's got good fruit. 15% alcohol. Ooh. Yeah. Well, it's still soft. It has it's a still soft, soft though, it's right? It's not hot. It's not hot. No. Hot meaning it's not, you don't taste the alcohol. Right. You taste more fruit. At least I do. Oh, I definitely get some nice fruit out of yeah. this. Yeah. 15%, I might feel the alcohol in a few, but uh, right now it's, it's juicy and ripe. It I is. like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, yeah, a few in- interesting things. Just to recap, uh, the last show I did, I was talking um, with Miriam about uh, my outing I had uh, with my teenage son, new teenage son, 13 years old. So I took him to the club. 
We had a uh, uh, to get, yeah gave him his first <laughs> his first taste of a uh, uh, a rap show concert. I sound like an old dude, you know, a rap show. You know what I mean? It's still a concert. So you, I took him to the club to watch uh, artists named Slick Rick and Rakim. Rakim got sick, so he he wasn't able to perform. Even the God MC gets sick. Yeah, but. Bad. I blew my son's mind, so mission mission accomplished. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys ever took you know I took a thirteen year old to the club, but uh, it's something to watch. I'm telling you, it's it's all ages. It was the Howard Theater down in D.C. They renovated it. It's spectacular, beautiful venue. I've been there, been there more than a, a few times, and uh, very warm and inviting. So I knew I wasn't taking them to a dive or some hole in the wall where it's going to be a lot of foul play. Uh, and they they assured me it was all ages. So. Took him there. He was watching the DJ spin, warm up, get the crowd warmed up, and uh, yeah, it, it, it it took him to another another space. I kind of wanted to plant the seed, you know how you do with music or just anything. Just well, starting off with Slick Rick, that's definitely going to plant the seed, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Slick Rick was there. I'm glad you know Slick. I mean, Rick. I know Slick okay. Rick. So, yeah. <laughs> good, good. You know. Bismarcky. <laughs> Tony's making a face right there, like who? Yeah, I'm. Too, too much of a dinosaur. You know, you are Slick Rick. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I listen to stuff and I have no idea what it is. So, so I just go, I, I like that. Or, that's I don't like, me like with, that, but I, I don't know what it is. That's like me with food. Same way. Okay. Same principle. Uh, I'm the same way with music in a lot of ways with new stuff. But uh, I just, you know, I, I recently bought him a vinyl record player and I bought him Beatles. I bought him, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. And just to plant the seed that there's something better out there than some digital, you know, download. There's something actually organic, and that was the idea behind taking them to the uh, to the show. Was to show them how it's done, how it used to be done with you know two turntables and a microphone. Mm-hmm. And uh, those guys, they didn't disappoint. I mean, I wish Rakim would have been there, uh, but uh, Slick Rick, he didn't disappoint. He uh, Got up there, did his thing, had the gold chains on, the rings, the whole nine. Biz Markey came out. You know Biz, mm-hmm. right? Nobody beats the Biz. Exactly. Yeah, Biz came out and was beatboxing. So, uh, yeah, it was it was, it was fun. It was just, you know, one of those moments. A few times I had to just take a step back and just watch him. You know so, what I mean? So Justin was there, took it all in, and I'm sure that evening he was probably pretty psyched about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. A couple days later. What's he say about it? Yeah, he sent me a text. Oh yeah, yeah he sent me a, he sent me a text asking me all these questions about Slick Rick, and you know I sent him some some YouTube links. Uh, but yeah, that's when I knew I was like mission accomplished. Right. Seed planted, <laughs> yeah. You know, I had a, a a similar thing. I exposed my kid hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's forty, almost forty one, uh, to uh, music I liked, and. So he got all all up into that and uh, a lot more, and he's he's a, he's a deadhead and uh, he's a, an active uh, guitar player. But the first the the pivotal moment, uh, right after he started playing the guitar, he came home all excited. He said, "Dad, have you ever heard of uh, Jimi Hendrix?" <laughs> and I go, "Well, yeah, yeah, I heard of him." And he says, "Oh man, that guy's great! I can't wait to go to a concert." Oh, and I, <laughs> well. You could wait. Good luck with you know, that. <laughs> someday, maybe, but not, yeah. not right away. Yeah, it's not going. It's not going to happen. Well, that's that. Not that's my philosophy around taking them to some of the the old school. And I hate using the word old school because rap music itself, hip hop, really didn't start until the early '80s. You know, late '70s, early '80s. Wasn't that long ago? I mean, we all remember them, right? You remember? I, I remember them, but you know, that was thirty years ago, yeah, right? Yeah. So. 
which isn't which goes by at least you know I'm getting older and it goes by in a blink of an eye it, it, it really in the grand scheme of things it is and isn't these artists are alive when they come to town I'll take them you know and it'll expose them because why wait until someone's why celebrate somebody and and wait until after they're gone which a lot of times that happens it happens uh, with family, with friends, with uh, uh, media personalities, uh, rock and musicians, we wait to celebrate them after they're too gone. late. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why not see Happen, them? Happens far too often. Yeah, yeah Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. That's the way. It Who knew, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Who knew? I didn't even see their uh, performance. Actually, I believe they performed on the Grammys. Surprisingly well. Yeah. Was it good? It yeah, was I, actually. Doing I didn't. Really well. I didn't see that, but I saw the the whole show on PBS someplace. Yeah. Uh, a month or so it. ago, oh. when, it, when it first came out, it, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, you know, who who knew really? Because Lady Gaga is that's outside mm-hmm. of my excuse me uh, roundhouse. Uh, yeah. So really, I you know I've heard her. I don't know, uh, no big deal. But this boy, she showed me something. I'm telling you, yeah, she's was, she's very she's very talented, wow. a very talented woman. Unfortunately, what happens is uh, there's a dumbing down of media throughout, you know, throughout the world, especially here in the U.S., whereas uh, if you're an MC, a rapper, or whether you're a, a singer, they'll dumb the lyrics down just to get radio play, yeah. just to be in the spotlight, which I think, is, um, I think is horrible on many levels just for the fact that there are brilliant artists out there, but for some reason, they're afraid of the risk. They're afraid to take a risk to do something different. Whereas I think, you know, from the 50s, the 60s, 70s, artists were always reinventing themselves and doing something different. Now pretty much everything sounds the same, uh, with some exception. Uh, every Blue Moon, yeah, you'll get a Lady Gaga and and uh, Tony Bennett will pair up. But it's, it's few and far between. I just heard on the radio a couple of cuts from uh, Dylan's new album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sinatra. Yeah, I heard about that. I haven't uh, heard it yet. Well, I ordered it. I, I, I'm old school, really. I'm CD. I don't have a anything more electronic than that to play music from. But uh, I'm getting that. Man, that just oh, it's it's a really interesting take on on the classics. Yeah, what I heard anyway. No, I mean that, that's important. It's it's. I like to hear and see artists. That do you know bring into the fold the classics? I mean, recently you had Kanye West uh, do uh, do something with uh, Paul McCartney, right? Mm-hmm. That was also on the Grammys. But yeah. then there was like backlash, I guess, because people didn't know who Paul yeah. McCartney. Who's is. this McCartney guy? You know, get him off the stage, that old guy. <laughs> yeah, how so is that? Like, that's, I find that I find that. Do you guys find that? Strange that people don't know their history. I, I remember a friend of mine was saying uh, that I think her daughter had heard Paul McCartney do a performance or something, and uh, she's like, "Mom, have you ever heard of this guy before? He used to play in some <laughs> band called Wings." It's like, really? Okay. Yeah. So, and then mom said, take, know, "Take it a little it, further back, right?" He was in a band before Wings, even. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's cool on some levels if they're responding in that way and they're open. To hearing the rest of the portfolio, the catalog, would it, it where, where I find it disturbing is when they just dismiss them and say, yeah. you know, you know, yeah. why is he with this old guy or or, or something to that liking? Yeah, I read when that. You and I, laughed. 
Sorry. Hey, listen, for everybody to be where they are today, somebody had to pave the road, right? Yeah, someone did it before you. This, somebody this, did it before you. There, there are no new stories. Nope. I, it doesn't even have to be in music. You could be going through something in life. Chances are, you know, you have an uncle, you have a, uh, your parents. Uh, someone has gone through that same experience. But we're so fast to... We're so fast to dismiss them just because of the generation gap, ge- generational gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see that a lot, and I'm probably because I'm, I'm I'm getting older. I, I I see it and I recognize it more, you know. But I don't I don't like to think I was always I was like that when I was coming up. I mean, I w- I've always been intrigued by my elders uh, and sat. I would remember just sitting down and just hanging on to every word of my uncles or my grandparents. And just listening to the stories about you know what they went through and how things were, and even to this day, most of my friends are at least ten years older than I am. You know, and you think back to those stories and some of those moments where they're telling you those stories. I mean, the stories are amazing, but just that moment where they're telling you—that's one of the highlights of your life. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. The time spent, right? The connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's just uh, I enjoy it, and that's that's the whole idea. I don't want to like I don't want to uh, uh, you know to preach to my son and say, oh. You don't know anything and dismiss the voices that are talking to him. But I, I want to show him and kind of plant a seed and then just go away. I'm not going to linger on it. I'm not going to you know, force feed him anything. But I'll just plant a seed and walk away and then see, see how he responds. And, uh, yeah, it was, it's, it's cool to watch. It's, it's, as a parent, anyway, it's, it's pretty cool to watch. So. I'm sure he had a great time, too. Oh, he did. I know. Going, right? the, see, the first time I went to the discotheque was with my dad. Too, and I was around that age. It wasn't the same exactly. Yours is way cooler. Me, it was like you know my dad in the Hawaiian shirt and everything. And it's just we still went as a family, and it was an experience. But I still remember that. And there's a picture, you know, and it's like, you know, Dad and Mary met the club, you know, and I was just like really first experience with the parents like that. But it's it's memorable, and it's something that marks it's gonna mark him like nothing ever oh no doubt yeah no doubt like i took my little brother to his first concert too and he remembers it and it's just i'm glad that it was me that he has me in that memory for that moment you know so malcolm's waiting for that day where justin walks in dad give me a couple of turntables yeah. Right. No, no, he he's already, already has one. Needs another one. Yeah, yeah. Needs another one. Yeah. No, yeah, and then he needs a mixer and then he need, yeah. There's a lot of things that come with that. I got to sell a lot of wine to get that level, but uh yeah, he was in there. He, he was chilling. He had a, he had a drink, you know, a Shirley Temple, oh. virgin, virgin, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was a, a virgin Shirley Temple. Yeah, well, yeah there's no. that's redundant. Yeah, is there is there a, is no, there one just- with I think well, a Shirley Temple is just... You can't make it with liquor, can you? Right. No, it's so. not a Shirley no, Temple it is if it's got booze right. in it. Thanks for calling me out on that. <laughs> I appreciate it. I don't know. Maybe there is some mixture. You could liquor it up, couldn't you? Throw some vodka in there. I want you, a Shirley Temple. You'd be well, a weird dude at the club. That- you could liquor it up, but I don't know that you can necessarily call it a Shirley Temple. Right. Yeah. Maybe an old, dirty call? Shirley Temple or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, dirty Shirley Temple. That might be kind of give good, me a huh? dirty Shirley, right? Yeah. <laughs> might be kind of weird or creepy too. <laughs> yeah, that's no, kind of yeah. Dirty, dirty got, Shirley, got, <laughs> and, and that would and that would make its rounds around at the bar. We got creepy McGee down at the end of the bar, ordering a dirty Shirley Temple. That wouldn't go over too well. I'm gonna try that one time. See what happens. That's see how I get so labeled. Creepy. You'll be kicked out. Wear, mm. wear a Hawaiian shirt when you do it. <laughs> no. That guy. He's that guy. That's my dad. Hey. <laughs> yeah. No, I've never. That's not creepy. It's no, creepy. <laughs> the shirt. This is a long time ago. I haven't worn a, 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 a Hawaiian shirt in some time. It's yeah, been, I got one over there in a box. Yeah, the everyone has one. Don't even lie. No, I don't think I, I do. I have to find that picture now that I talked about. I actually it. don't think it. I have a Hawaiian shirt. I may have something that 
well, it's close, similar, but, yeah, but similar, but yeah. not the, the uh, genre. I, mine doesn't have a pedigree, but it's that you know, out of the out of the pants, loose rayon, flower or like floral. Yeah, there was, like floral, or there was definitely like a sunset on it. <laughs> you know I don't have I mean? none of that stuff. <laughs> some sort of sunset, or uh, some intricate Mexican uh, uh, embroidery. I have nothing like that. I, don't, I wear solids. I have linen no, not, linen I'm, shirts or something like that I wear untucked, but uh, no, I don't do patterns. Doesn't doesn't work well with me. I don't. I feel weird whenever I wear a pattern shirt. Speaking of pattern shirts, you have one of your uh, cool uh, shirts on right now, Tony. The pig roast, actually. Which one is that from? Thirty second. Thirty second annual. So what Tony does. Tony does a. Have you ever been to the pig Mm-mm. roast? Miriam has not been to the pig roast, gentlemen. I'm How hurt. does this happen? Uh, I'm hurt. How does this happen? Work. Is that a current one? What what year are we on this year coming up? Uh, 35. Wow. 35. So he's been doing a, a big party, a big pig roast here at, at, at his house. And uh, it's uh, been going on for years and years. And uh, it's it's amazing to see that many people come out. Like everyone brings. Like 600 people. Food. <laughs> There's plenty of food, plenty of wine. In this, in this little place say. where you are right now. Yeah. Right. It's, I can't uh, even imagine. It's very intimate. Yeah, <laughs> all in this sure. room. Yeah, all in this room. Yeah, no, it's um, a uh, lot of love. What, big property. And what started it? What what made you start the pig roast itself? I mean, most uh, people have cra- cookouts. Crabs got too expensive. Fish fries. <laughs> so the the thirty fifth pig roast that was was that including the crab feast before that? It includes that? nine years of crab feast, so it's really the twenty sixth pig roast, but it's uh, the thirty fifth party. Party. Okay. So I took the liberty. It's my party. I can do what I want. That's true. And he does. <laughs> yeah, he, he opens up some of the best wines and there's ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, there's ice cream wine. Yeah, no, no. Amazing <laughs> no, he's got like an ice cream thing with like popsicles for the kids Aww. and the kids are running around playing. And he usually cooks up like three 250-pound pigs. Yeah, and, and they start that, that what, like a day or so in advance? Yeah, the day before, yeah. Like Friday afternoon. They have a pre-party. There's, I, I don't think I've ever made it to a, the pre-event. Yeah, you came to the pre-event Did I come? one time. Did yeah, I? you brought... Two women. Oh yeah, who? <laughs> I, I, I think they were strippers. Oh really? Malcolm, wow. Malcolm's blocked all that out of yeah. his mind. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you don't you don't play that anymore. No, no, I, I, I will. But <laughs> I haven't. You know. well, it was a while ago. Yeah, who knew? Right? The good old days. Yeah, yeah, it was good stuff. I'm sure. Jesus, I'd like to remember so, that. So, so you know, th- this year the the pig roast is June sixth. The pre-party is June fifth. Okay. Put it on your calendar. Let the strippers know. Put it on your calendar. I'll let the strippers know, and then we'll 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 be there. Yeah, right. and he also does what's really cool. I like about Tony, and this is a way for I assume him to get his family and friends together for everyone to celebrate as as you know as, as one. I mean, it's it's really cool. But he also does what's called a snow day. Have you ever been to? You haven't even been to a snow day, have you? We no. have to get married. We're gonna have to break her in, right? We are gonna have to break her. Tell in. us about the snow day that you do. Can you talk about this? Yeah, yeah, I guess I you can, can, right? Yeah, too late. I'm allowed because I know the guy that invented it. Okay. So. <laughs> it's a lot like civil defense. Yeah. You know, you you need to be prepared. Yeah. So a snow day anticipates what we call organic snow days, mm-hmm. where you have to have been trained in order to react properly. That's right. So the basic rule is if it snows enough that you hesitate about going to work because of the weather, 
Yeah. Don't go to work. Come over here. We're having a party. <laughs> yeah, and he sends an email out. Well, these are the practice snow days. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you see, because you can't predict when you're going to have it. You know, I need to give people notice for the practice. Yeah. So, uh, like, the next one's going to be St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually going to be a little after St. Patrick's Day because I'll be visiting my baby granddaughter mm-hmm. uh, on the day or on the way back anyway. Um, so, but... So we have this thing, and it's a potluck thing. Bring something to drink and something to eat. And uh, there's usually a theme. St. Patrick, as you as you may not know, was a huge fan of big red wines. So the theme for the wine for, for this is uh, big red wines. Mm. Very and, nice. Uh, but you can bring anything you want. Uh, and that's it. It's a party. It starts at 8.30 in the morning. It's a it's a don't go to work party. <laughs> yeah, it starts at eight thirty in the morning, and if you tell us you're going to be Mary here Mule, at Mary me look shocked. Really? Yeah, I am kind of shocked. If you tell us you're going to be here at eight thirty, we will gladly provide you with a tasty breakfast sandwich. Aww. Um, okay. And up. it goes until five thirty at night because uh, it's a work day snow day party. <laughs> yeah. And the timing, the the timing coincidentally allows me to have the party when my lovely wife, who does not participate but permits this kind of activity. That's important. That's that's the important part. She does does not have to see it. So... We start after she leaves for work, and we're done and before out of here before she comes home. Yeah, she doesn't want to see the two strippers I bring. So, right. Uh, so the last half hour is a frenzy of cleanup and stuff, and then everybody out the door. And nice. It's probably really well like organized. You guys have this down to a science, it sounds like. They've been on it for years. Yeah. It's, yeah, we have, but it's, it's organic. It doesn't take any real organization. You know, I say it's potluck. Bring something to eat and something to drink. And I, I'll have something. I'm usually make a dish of some sort of stew or something, but not always. Um, and what happens happens. Yeah. But but you have to get the invite though. Well, you have to. Yeah, it's a pretty broad list. But yeah. Yeah. yeah so we you, had to get you on the on the. On, I, I get them. Yeah. I get them too. No, I get oh, them okay. now. Yeah. I'm part of the list. I just haven't been able to attend because it's always on a work day for me. Yeah. My work days are that's, weekend days. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the point. Why. Yeah. That, <laughs> I know, but That's, I can't. I have a four by four. I have no excuse. Yeah. I go. I have to go. My jobs. I can't. Well, <laughs> I can't. Well, let, me, let me suggest that, given a month's notice, you can say I'm going to have a doctor's appointment or mm-hmm. something on okay. that date. Well, now I do know the time in advance, so. No, we'll see. Well, that's for not. That's not a snow day, though. That's June. That's for the so. So the day, the day before, <laughs> the day before pig roast is is what we call um, uh, an honorary snow day for the grounds crew. Yeah, okay. but it's by invitation only. All right. But consider yourself invited. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so for the pig roast, there is an entire grounds crew that works for about a week. Cleaning up the yard, setting everything up, and then after Partying. it's all done, we tear it all down. But yeah, we use that as an excuse to party. If we wanted to, we could set the whole thing up in about two hours. Mm. We stretch it out over a week. <laughs> you know, so you show up, you work about ten or fifteen minutes, and then you party, right? And then, I helped. I participated. See, exactly. And then Friday is just kind of the day where it's all done by Friday, and so we just use Friday as a day to kind oh of God. party. This is a right? week thing. It's a yeah, celebration. I could, I could take a vacation. It's take an event. <laughs> it's an event. Yeah. yeah. That sounds awesome. It is. Do we have T-shirts? 
Yeah, you observed. I told you. They have T-shirts. Al- although this year I don't have any art. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if anybody wants to do some cartoony kind of pig roast sort of art, yeah, let's do some robot uh, pigs. Get, get well, it has Ooh, to be as long as it's pigs. Porky Pig Pink. I, that's <clears throat> something that's important. It has to be pink. Well, Porky Pig, you know, yeah. it could be a pink robot, right? Uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, any pretty much any theme. Uh, we should run a contest. Get, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, just send all your entries to Malcolm, and he'll funnel them through to me. <laughs> my big audience, <laughs> my grand audience. Yeah. Well, listen, the the winning art gets a an absolutely free, no obligation invitation to the pig roast mm-hmm. and future pig roasts, and ah. two t shirts. There you Ooh. go. That say. Artist on the back, yeah. <laughs> Signature series. That's right. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in on that. I might have to submit gonna, something. You're gonna yeah. have now, a lot of submissions. So, you know, I have often this just popped into my mind. So I've I've often thought that pig roast would be a fun venue to podcast from. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, could you if imagine? You set yourself up in the corner somewhere, you know, and just kind of. Talked about what you're observing. I mean, holy cow, right? It's, that might be a good idea. You can interview people mm-hmm. little by little. Yeah, right? Well, the stories well, would be amazing. The stories <laughs> would be amazing. And, and really, the most interesting part of the setup is the cooking part, which really starts the day before. So yeah, you we, need might to, have to ca- we might have to capture that on yeah. uh, Document it. Document it. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's right. Try not to get too full. Then you can show it to Adam Carolla, and he can come to the next yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he's in town, you know. No, yeah, yeah. He's uh, Adam. He's, consider yourself invited. That's right. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The uh, yeah. I've been out. Uh, speaking great. of Adam Carolla, I've been out hustling his wine and a bunch of other. Uh, I picked up. Uh, I think I have three distributors now that I uh, that I juggle. On a uh, on a weekly basis, three. So I have like a high end uh, California producer. I've got, of course, Adams, uh, and uh, I've got That's a, the Manwich. No, Mangria. Man, yeah, yeah, Manwich. Manwich, exactly. really? Exactly. exactly. I could resist. I'm sorry. But the the gentleman who uh, the, the gentleman who oversees the national distribution of it, it's a company called Both Barrels Wine uh, Company, and he does the wine which we have in front of us also. Uh, oh. The Beaufort and Scott, um, which we'll try later on in the podcast. Jeff is actually. Oh, what do I hear? What is this? It's a sound effect right now. That's the uh, corkscrew going into the cork. A very tight cork. Super tight. It's very tight. <laughs> That's the way you guys like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of my ute. Yeah, you don't want a loose cork. <laughs> loose cork is bad news. Loose cork is definitely bad news. Yeah, you got to pick a side and go to town. That's right. Tight is what you're looking for. It helps. Oh Lord! That, that means it's, it's juicy. There you go. Yeah. You know, I That's can hear beautiful. that that sound from down the street, and you just boom, know. I'm there. <laughs> you just pop Knocking, up. Did I hear what? something? <laughs> I still have a lot of wine in my. You class. can move pretty oh. fast when you hear that sound too. <laughs> yeah, right? That's right. That's right. The only thing that makes me move faster is bees. <laughs> I shouldn't have helped myself to that other pour of this pre-rat. The pre-rat. Yeah, it's delicious. Well, keep in mind that this is this next one's not the end either. So pre-write, why don't you? What is that one? So the next one, the one I just opened, uh-huh. the one with the tight cork. Yes, 
is an Ursa Mayor uh, Reserva Rioja, 2006. And just to backpedal a little bit, Tony, why don't you tell us about the first one, the varietal itself, and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll catch, play catch up on this second one while we're pouring. We already it. said the varietal. In that I know, but tell people about what it is, because I mean, a, most people know Chardonnay, Merlot, Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Well, this is this is a, a wine from the Priorat region in Spain. Yep. And the, grape. uh, the grapes are uh, uh, Grenache, Cabernet Sauvignon, See? and Syrah. Uh, if if you're in, well, I don't care if you're interested or not. Uh, they always, <laughs> this is me talking. Uh, it's all about me. They always list the wines in the uh, in the order of uh, uh, of quantity. So the largest, the most wine, the most, most grape, grape that's in this wine is listed first. So it's fifty five percent Grenache in this case, twenty five percent Cabernet Sauvignon, and twenty percent Syrah. Um, so it's gonna it's by virtue of that, uh, you know it's going to have a lot of fruit in it, and it's going to have some uh, fairly intense um, structural elements from the Cabernet. And then uh, the Syrah is going to give you both. But the Grenache, depending on the Grenache, is, is, is almost always very fruity and also can have a, a pretty, pretty strenuous uh, structure as well. So... This you expect this to be to have some uh, acidity and a lot of fruit and um, um, I know how much I paid for it so I would expect it to have a an aging potential of two to three years something like that <clears throat> but I believe having tasted it that it's got a much longer aging potential and everything else that I said came true and now we're on the next one from Rioja what is this what, what grapes or grape is in this one. So it's probably going to be Tempranillo. Yeah. It's a res- you said it's a Reserva? It's a Reserva. So that means it sees, sees a little bit of time in, in barrels, right? More time in barrel than the regular Rioja. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a couple, goes, couple more years, I think. Rioja, and then it goes Crianza, mm-hmm. and then Reserva, and I think there's a category above that. Grand Reserva. Grand Reserva. Grand Reserva. Yeah. Um, and, and they each mean... Uh, a step up in terms of the uh, the aging that the wine has been given uh, at various stages in the process of vinification, uh, uh, barrel aging, bottle aging prior to release very often. Uh, so this is a fairly recent. Both of these are 06s. Uh, this, they're, they're, and they're both fairly recently released because that's the Spanish way. So they have... Um, Less aging potential than you might expect uh, from grapes, wine, wines made from grapes of this quality, but because of the methodology, um, they leave it in the barrel for much longer, and that softens things and, and makes it age in a certain direction that uh, moving it into the bottle doesn't do. Yeah. Let's try it. I want to try it. Okay. And what made you pick these wines? Like, what... what these are just in your cellar, and you decide that it was yeah, time. I have them, and I haven't had any uh, uh, any focus on Spanish wines in a while. And uh, uh, my my main go to wine is Zinfandels, and I, I drink those a lot. I really, really like them, but I like a lot of other wines. You've too, always so. liked Zins, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, I like I like to have some. St- some structure to what I taste, so it's there, things are similar. So I'm not all the way across the board, um, just because I like to do that. 
Any specific uh, Zens that you've tried recently that stand out? You know, in the last few years, um, the the most outstanding, not the most outstanding Zinfandel ever, but the most outstanding Zinfandel in terms of me wanting to buy it, yeah. which which is not just flavor but also price, um, is uh, are, are wines, Zins, and others uh, made by uh, Matt Klein. Of three wines, I know I've talked to you about I him. I think we had some on the podcast together. Yeah, I think yeah. we did. Yeah, that is a good job. Zen. This guy just knows how to make a bottle of wine. He 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 lets the grape. He gets good grapes. He really sources his grapes very well, yeah. and uh, and he lets it do what it wants, and he helps it where it needs help, and he really mostly hands off, and even his cheap wines, his entry level uh, wines. You know, they're good six, eight, ten years. Yeah, I sell one, the red label. I sell a bunch of his wines I no, currently this, represent. This isn't Klein Vineyards. No, this no, is three. Three? Oh, you yeah. represent? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man. <laughs> you just got yeah. real excited. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know. I sell, he, I sell a good amount of his, his red label, Zinfandel, and he has a Petit Syrah that, that's killer also. Yeah, yeah. It is good. He he, he calls me his, his, uh, his best. East Coast ambassador. Uh-huh. I'm re- I really tout his wines. I love him. I, he, he's never made a wine that I didn't like, and I've tried m- most of what he makes. When he comes to town, we'll have to do a show with him. Absolutely. Ooh, yeah, wow, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I think he was he's he was due to come in October of last year, but I guess uh, something happened. I'm not sure what uh, conflict and scheduling, but uh, I'm sure he'll be in because I've been moving a, a good amount and uh, putting. Uh, you know, a footprint in the northern Virginia yeah. area oh, with his where, wines. Where are you putting it? Where so, is it? Uh, Vienna Wine Shop, of course. Yeah. Uh, Victor, yeah, who it. owns that one, uh, he's been a big supporter. Uh, wine Styles, uh, they have two locations, one in South Riding, Virginia, and one down in uh, Montclair. So those two those two places, and they're, they're pretty much weekly weekly mm. orders. Nice. So, yeah, that's you know, moves. You know Evan Carlson, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, uh, he's now at Chainbridge wines on 123 in mclean oh yeah yeah, on yeah, weekends. yeah yeah he just started working there i, I saw a post on facebook hmm. but um yeah uh, yeah and i know he he's a he's a little bit of a that's matt klein cab <laughs> snob that's right it's matt klein you can take that off it's all right yeah those those wines i've been working with over the past year and they're they are they're they're spectacular and they they range in price point they yeah. do range in price point. He has several label, several levels of, yeah. uh, of wines and labels. Yeah, and uh, and from entry level all the way up to like his high end, you mm-hmm. can't go wrong. Anytime you see anything that he does, you know you're going to get a good quality wine. Just True great, story. great stuff. Yep. Yeah, I wish I would have known it was a Spanish wine theme. I would have yeah. brought a Spanish wine. I I didn't know till I got here. But so. still good because we have a Grenache also. So you're going from a different. Different region to the uh, California that I have. So it all it all ties back yeah, together, yeah, doesn't it? It always comes together. One magical moment. It always did that way. When we used to do wine events together, huh? Oh man, yeah, totally right. It, yeah, we, it always tied back together. Yeah, we used You're to good f- at what you do. We guys. used to him and I used to <laughs> fill a room up. I believe it. Huh? We we did used to fill the room up. That's true. Good time. People like you guys. We we did uh, we did quite a few little private wine tastings for people over the course of a couple of years there, and uh, that was always a blast. Sounds like it was fun. Yeah, I mean it's good. It's good. It's good to connect and, and showcase some of uh, some of the wines that you like. I like I like picking wines that uh, you you 
you know, you haven't seen across, uh, you know, across the lands, should I say. So kind of finding some obscure uh, labels like this private label that we brought in. It's. Uh, I'm looking forward to think, seeing what you guys are going to think. You probably want to open it, though. Let it breathe let a little bit. Breathe a little. But so that's that's an that's an interesting story. So Tony and I uh, get together quite often, almost weekly, if not more than that. Oh. And buddies, sometimes we, strongly, but yeah. exactly. And we uh, <laughs> we we drink wine when we get together. I know you're shocked, no. but we, we drink wine. It's awful. Isn't it? <laughs> and over the years, our our process has changed. Ah, um, and so you pop and pour. Well, uh, what we tend to do is we get a bottle and we will open it and see where it is. And then if it's closed up, we're fine to let it sit for a little bit and keep drinking. But neither one of us like to decant a wine. Okay. Why? Why are you anti-decant? Because uh, it's it's a personal preference. Mm. Uh, for me, I equate it to, you know, you can buy a case of wine and every single wine in that case is going to be different yes now you may not be able to discern the difference early on but as they get older the bottle variation is going to show and you're going to see the difference very true but even at a young age there's differences in every bottle of wine so every bottle of wine is its own unique thing and it's a story and once you pop that cork the story starts and you can't stop it Right. Once you once you expose that to air, once it's open, it's going to start to change. And Tony and I both like to see how a wine changes over time. Now, sometimes they change pretty quickly. Sometimes, you know, we can sit with a bottle for several hours yeah. and oh, we're still waiting for this to change. You know, right? But but that's interesting. I mean, that's a that's a learning point in and of itself. So I just I don't like to miss part of the story when you decant. You're missing part of the story. Oh, you're mixing it all you're up. You're mixing it all up, right? Yeah, you're, you're not even just jumping ahead because you're mixing it all up, and who knows what that's going to do. It's, it's weird. It's, it's so delicate a balance, and, it's, and also such a durable product. I mean, we're, we're talking subtle differences. We're not talking about, oh, if you do this, it's spoiled. No, no, I get, I get what you're saying. Uh, we're saying no, I actually uh, really respect that. I try to do that at tastings, too. Like, try it as soon as we pop it open. Mm-hmm. Try it when it's, like, midway, and then try it towards the end, just to yeah. see how it's developed, you know, we, throughout a five-hour tasting. We've right actually now. figured out recently, too, that we like to um, open it up, pour it in the glass, and then not even swirl the glass. Just leave it. Leave it. Taste it, taste it. We might even taste Raw, the entire like, glass, <laughs> the entire first glass we might drink before we pour some more and then aerate it a little bit you because guys are so extreme. We're 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 geeky like <laughs> yeah. that. Well, we are. Like we're try and something we, new. And we, we like doing it, <laughs> oh, and, cool, and we do it often enough that yeah. you can do this kind of experiment. We we examine the the process. Yeah. It's it's like anything, you, you know. Respect the product. If you're if you're unfamiliar with something, it's it, the, your impressions are chaotic, and uh, the more familiar you get, the more ordered your perception becomes because you're you're. It's not all unfamiliar. You know, well, we could be spending our time going out to the discotheque or something <laughs> like that, but instead we just kind of you know sit back and drink some wine. You can drink wine at the discotheque. <laughs> yeah, really. you can. Wine, you can. There's wine. No, you got to go for liquor at the disco. Come on. You have to totally go for liquor at the disco. <laughs> I don't even think they call it disco anymore. No, I know, but when when I went back in the day with my dad, it was the discotheque. The disco. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was what it was called. I love the way she says that. It's <clears throat> true. So at one time you used to use decanters then, correct? Uh, yeah, I went through, uh, you know, I believe the hype and uh, I mean, I believe what people say and mm-hmm. and it made sense. Well, and, and, and we still have even on occasion chose to decant a wine. It just yeah. kind of goes against well, my methodology right now, but every now and then. It, How about stemware? Does that make a difference? Yes, but in terms of in terms of side by side tastings, there's a tremendous difference. It's easily discernible from glass to glass, but it doesn't translate for me into being too picky about about it just when I'm tasting because it. Uh, I just it's it's a lot of trouble to have lots and lots of glasses, and yeah. I, I wash mine by hand. <laughs> So I I almost never do that. So let me talk about this. And this is something this is something I see a lot when I'm a, during a wine tasting, performing, uh, if you will. I see people they're adamant about rinsing with water. Oh my god, they did that. that, that. Well, <laughs> it's okay. At that, at that event we did, everybody after every wine, I know. <laughs> I'll keep going. I'll, I'll let you finish. <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah, please. please. Let's hear the sound. Yep. Uh, she's tight. Oh, baby, oh, baby. <laughs> Miriam, you can add some sound effects if you want to moan. No, no. No? I'm not going to give yeah. you guys that too much. Yeah, I think actually that would be too much. <laughs> For you guys. No, it wouldn't bother me. Yeah. Bother me. <laughs> See? I'm not playing that game right now. So, yeah. What's, do you, should you rinse at all? If you're doing it, you know, during a tasting, what well, do you think? What's your thought? Yes and no. All right. Uh, yes, if you're going <laughs> from a from a f- more full-bodied wine to a, li- a lighter-bodied wine, and the difference is dramatic, like from a a red to a white. Right. But that's you if you're going backwards. Wanna, right. If you're going backwards, yeah, but if you're backwards. if you're going yeah. in a normal tasting. Um, lightest most, to heaviest. You don't need lightest to. to heaviest, the person is pouring uh, right. Driest to sweetest. Yep. Uh, um, yep. Intensity at the top, at the back end. You're not going to hurt yourself just to pour. You know, you empty the glass as well as you can, and then just pour right in over it. And a lot of times, I'll rinse with wine if I'm going to do a if rinse. If, if it's a if it's a wine that you're particularly interested in getting all the nuances, that's the way to do it. You pour a little bit of it yeah, into like the glass, rinse it. Hard to put on the and table. yeah, well, I see it so many times. <laughs> so and, aromatic, and then, you're like, yeah, but. but. Um, you know, Malcolm, you brought this wine. I just opened it. I tasted it. I, I'm sorry. It's bad. I'm just going to have to drink all of it. I don't, I don't just want to subject you guys <laughs> no, to this stuff. I really don't. That was not the business, face you, you made. could do a little better. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? So, but, but if you do want to rinse for whatever reason, it's, yeah. it's fine. But don't pour wine in over the water. If you're going to rinse... Dry. Yeah, they don't yeah, do that. They, no. I know they it's don't. Just but water. so what you're doing, especially the the amount of wine that goes in your glass at a tasting, you got four drops of water in there. You've diluted the wine That's significantly. It's like putting yeah. an ice cube in there. Yeah, you don't have it right. I've seen, <laughs> and we've all seen we've, that, right? Uh, we've all enjoyed that. Do you process. have any ice? I've seen. I've seen Tony. Tony used to do this, and and I've seen him do it. And g- g- give me a second. I'm going to sh- demonstrate what Tony does. Tony will rinse, right? He used to do this in wine shops, and people would look at him like he was nuts. He would rinse his wine, where he had, and he would fling. <laughs> <laughs> he, he like flicks the glass, and as he's flicking the glass, he he doesn't just do it at wine shops. This used to be a white floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
The wine, and the first time I met him, he did that, and I was like, I was looking at him. And he, the glass. Malcolm's like, damn it, I got to clean that up. <laughs> well, I had dark. I had like a dark car- carpet when I had the wine shop, so it was like no big deal. Carpet? Yeah. It was like a, not really a carpet, like a, what, what do they call them? The carpet that's like really tightly woven. I can't remember what it's called, but. Um, oh. it, really tightly woven <laughs> carpet. There you go. Wow. Bingo, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So helpful, thank you. <laughs> it's called something else because I bought a couple houses and in, indoor or outdoor. It's, carpet, it's part maybe. of the upgrade. And, I don't know, you know. But the uh, my point is, he would flick the wine like that, <laughs> you know, in that motion, like that hard, and people would just look at him. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. You guys have seen him do this, right? All right, I'm not, I'm not crazy. Yeah. I'm not making this stuff up. No, but no. yeah, I see when, an, when I'm being polite. Yeah. You go a little I, softer. I, I, no, I don't do that. When I'm being polite, I just I just up in the glass on my on my pants. Leg. I always wear dark pants. I I don't want to dilute what's coming in. That's no. I'm trying to get rid of it. Yeah. And on and and I always always carry two handkerchiefs in my right pocket. Is my nozzle handkerchief? And nozzle is the nozzle. technical term. <laughs> nozzle. <laughs> and in my left hand pocket is the wine handkerchief. Yeah. And I, I'll I'll dry a glass out. They, they get all stained. Yeah, I don't care. Whatever. They're in my it pocket. Does its job. If it's all for wine, then it's okay. It's don't always just don't all get for them wine. mixed up. <laughs> That's why it's uh, hayfoot strawfoot. Uh, you know. Yeah. It's, oh, there's a there's an illusion that just went over everybody's. Uh, in in the First World War. Yeah. Well, they first got uh, <laughs> so they, back. They first had draftees. People come from the country. These yeah. people were uneducated. Yeah. Many, many of them, and no, no formal schooling, and they did not know their right foot from their left. It, literally, they, you just you start Some off on your left don't. foot. They couldn't figure it out. So somebody came up with the idea. Well, you know what hay is, and you know what straw is. So this is your hay foot this is your straw foot and that's how they that's how they call the cadence hay foot straw foot that's, nice yeah we learned something there you go that is amazing so so jeff has poured the next wine right you poured it uh, well i poured it in my glass i think you have some I guess in your you, glass did you get some there? i'm still on the uh, reserve well let's do what you do you guys are so fast <laughs> take it to the head <laughs> do what i do do what you do she likes I'm to drink getting, i'm getting a big rush watch this you guys are all watching me take Show my us your magic gulp. trick. I was actually getting ready to read the label on the bottle. Go for it. Uh, it's the Altitude Series from Beaufort and Scott. Mm. This is a Grenache Syrah Morvedra blend from El Dorado, California, 2012. That's right. Is it, uh, it, is, is that it is 32% Grenache, 35% Syrah, and 33% Morvedra. Yep. Uh, 2,640 bottles, bottles produced. So Whoa. bottles, not a not a whole lot of juice. What's, what's going on? Nothing. Okay, is all right. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is the, now this is one. This is the same. Uh, this is the company that uh, does Adam Carolla's wine. Uh, not the wine itself, but actually makes it. You know, go around the country and make sure it gets in the right places, in the right hands, and the fans can find it. Uh, Mark uh, uh, Clenard, as I pronounce his name, I know I'm, I'm messing it up. Clenard, yeah, Clenard. Um, <laughs> this is one of his wines, and I'm going to start selling right now. Vienna Vintner has exclusivity to this yeah. bottle uh, of Woo. wine. Yeah, it's about a thirty-five dollar bottle of wine retail, and uh, you can find it in Vienna, Virginia. Look them up, Google them, and check it out. It's uh, yeah, they got it uh, the first shipment in this week. Uh, Friday, today, yeah, today oh, he's getting it, yeah. So we'll awesome. have it for the 
uh, for you guys so for the weekend. weekend. But yeah, juicy. Yeah, you, yeah the technical yeah, yeah. term for this is it does not suck. Yeah, it doesn't disappoint. I'm glad you this, like it. This I've is had amazing. It it's, good. it's amazing. 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 Mm. I'll take that. And are you trying that too? No, not yet. Oh. I like GSM blends. Uh, very popular throughout the world. I mean, especially in France. Uh, it's come on strong in Australia as well. Sure. Well, it's a it's a kind of a a classic, a beautiful classical mix. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful uh, marriage. Because none of those grapes are perfect, and together they come closer. It's beautiful I think. music. Yeah. I like the label also. It's got a picture of a gentleman kicked back in his chair looking at a telescope. And, and the, uh, spying on his neighbors. Yeah, he's got a top hat. I think he has a mustache, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what he would do. People would go nuts. Looks like, a, looks like probably a mustache and a beard. <laughs> he's like uh, he's spying on his neighbors. Yeah, man. Across the valley. The only thing he's missing is the cape. I can't do that. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, if he had the, you remember the capes? The three-quarter cape. <laughs> Right, if he had the three quarter cape, I, I'm, I'm all in. I used Back to, to I cape. used to have a three quarter. I believe you? you in the Renaissance. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, and he had a and he had a Miriam. <laughs> and he had a sword. A sword. Yeah, he had a sword. sword. Yeah, and a, oh, tight. Has, tight. He has a couple of metal con pieces. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, he was in full character, straight up fanfare. Oh my, thank you. Wow. Yeah, it was scary. I actually got recognized at the mall once. I was walking <laughs> through the mall, and some guy comes walking up to me. He's like, oh, you're that guy. <laughs> oh, did you have, no. a, did you have a character name? I think you said it before. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've talked about my character before. So uh, Dave Williams will bring Dave up again. Yeah. Uh, Dave works with you at the uh, – He worked with me uh, when I was working at the Ren Fair. We worked um, – Excuse me, excuse me. With Tony no. uh, at Damn. the Ren Fair. Let me just say the, the wine, yeah. Damn, you like that? Wow, one? they like it. Um, and so Dave and I uh, sort of dressed as musketeers, although not really authentically. Uh, Two we musketeers. The, we were, we were, we were known as the Handsomes. Oh. <laughs> that was really your name. That, that was what they called us. The king, the king gave us that name. We were the Handsomes, and you didn't fight that name. And no, da- of course not. But our, our was, character, you know, it's, it's not, it's not libel if it's the truth. Ah. So our character names: Dave was Dexter Renfield, and I was like porn names. And I was Sinister Renfield. Sinister Renfield. Well, Dexter and Sinister is right and left. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Smart. We call him Sin for short. And of course, we know Tony's. Uh, Actually, though, in the, in the program, my my uh, my name in the program was actually Sinister Buff Renfield. <laughs> Buff, <laughs> air quotes, Buff. air quotes, right? Let's get yeah. the air quotes going. And of course, we know Tony's. Uh, yeah, name. I was, I still am Cardinal Sinius Vice, Sinius Lascivious Vice. Oh. So, you, so now, you, now you listeners know, you know what the company I keep. The company you keep. <laughs> these yes. guys, these guys are the real deal. We yeah, <laughs> encourage you to sin at every opportunity. Great influence. Yeah, the best. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're the real deal. Real hustlers. Real pushers. As Tony, pusher. Tony would say. Tony's a pusher. I'm an enabler. Mm. <laughs> like they very clear with their roles. They're pros. <laughs> know your role. Yeah, yeah. Stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah, Play to your good. strengths. That's right. That's right. So, what do you think of this wine, Tony? You made a, made a comment on it. I already told you, man. <laughs> That w- I thought that was pretty eloquent. No, it's a, it's a, it's very um, mellow, ripe, 
red stone fruit kind of uh, cherry predominant, but not a bright cherry. It's all mellow and it's young right it's in it's 2012 it's 2012 but it's very integrated at this point the tannins are there but they're soft right and there's vanilla from some oak but not too much and it's well balanced yeah it's a beautiful wine it's uh, i i'm maybe in a little while i'll have a comment on its its age worthiness right now i it's, it's too soon it's too soon i can't tell but there's lots of goodies in here well and this is the altitude series so right. at least according to the label uh, these grapes are all grown at 1,700 feet or higher uh, in El Dorado, California. How does that? How does altitude? How does that influence the wine itself? It's hard to breathe. Hard to breathe. It's <laughs> difficult. Need some air. Anything that stresses the vines, yeah. right? So, okay. so it, it's um, it's not so much harder hard to breathe, but it's going to be colder than sea level. Yeah, in, in you know in the same region typically. So it's exposed to harsher climates and probably more extremes and more wind and uh, more it's, it's like <laughs> it's likely to be uh, drained very well, which is really important for vine quality because you need the the more stress up, up, up till when you kill it, the more stress a vine goes through, the the better it is, the the better grapes it produces, the uh, uh, the more complex the flavors. Um, so. Struggle makes you harder. You know what I mean? Yeah, Nietzsche. You- that which does not kill you <laughs> makes us it's stronger. True. Does not kill us. Makes us stronger. This is tasty. That yeah. which does not kill the vine makes better wine. There you go. So, do you, do you two? Do you have any involvement with the uh, tastings or any of the um, you know Renaissance Festival? Or are you guys just completely out retired? Uh, Tony still performs weddings at the Maryland Renaissance Festival. He is licensed to be able to marry you. Anytime you need to get married, uh, give Malcolm a call. He'll call me right up. (laughs) And you do that in your your outfit, right? You have the the garb. I'm a a cardinal. Yeah. Red. The big red guy. Yeah. But he's also an actor, so he'll do it basically in any way you want it done. I always say, if, if you want me to go naked and paint myself blue and dance down the aisle it'll cost you but i'll do it have you had any unusual experience or 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 or, you know events that you've done that just stand out since you've been doing that how long you've been doing it 25 years oh yeah good good amount yeah maybe 300 weddings wow wow yeah it's pretty neat Yeah. yeah like legit 300 absolutely yeah like like the one that pops to mind, I think, is most unusual, is you married a couple uh, on the back of an elephant. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, Johnny Fox, the uh, sword swallower uh, uh, magician guy, married him on the back of an elephant. Uh, oh. I married another couple uh, on a in costume on a bridge uh, across a canal in Venice during Carnivale. Wow. Um, That's I, so cool. I married a couple on... Uh, on uh, Halloween, of course, in a cemetery That's outside creepy. of Denver. Wow. Creepy. That was pretty neat. The elephant's the one that gets me. Like, how how's that happen? Like, what type of elephant On the was back it? Back of an elephant. It was a yeah. It was a elephant at at the at the Ren Fair at the show. Yeah, they, they have elephants there. The guy has a big farm in in Florida, and he trucks the elephants around and. They were on the elephant. They were on the elephant, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I got a picture like, someplace. Yeah, I would like to see that picture. And he was a sword swallower. Sword. How did yeah, they do that? He, well, he wasn't doing that while he was on the elephant. <laughs> I'm sure he could. You know, he's a very talented guy. 
That's a lot. <laughs> Getting married, swallowing a sword, and on an elephant. He, he at one point, I don't know if he still does, he at one point held the world record for the number of swords swallowed at one time. Mm. How many can he... That's not a good record to... That's he, just, well, no. he, had them, he had them specially made so they... You know, they sort of nested and curved and uh, that kind of thing. According but to I think, his I think it was, esophagus? Yeah, he had it. He designed it. Uh, uh, and I think it was like 37 or something like that. The the He used to do this bit at the Ren Fair, like right at the end of the day, um, where they had a, an event at the end of the day called Pub Sing. They still do. Uh, and it's the sort of the last big show of the day. And uh, it's a lot of musical numbers and things like that, but they have a lot of interesting things happen at this particular show. And he would often show up, and because it was the end of the day, it was starting to get dark. And he had a sword made out of neon lighting. And he would plug it in, and when he swallowed it, you could see it glowing all the way down through his esophagus. It was pretty cool. Wow. Wow. Yeah, he's, I think he's been doing that. I remember when he when he had it made, he was all excited about it, and he did it at a, a cast party, um, probably twenty five years ago, um, and it and it was it was dead of night, and uh, and it turned out all the lights and the pubs and stuff that they had lit for for the party, and so it was pitch black, and uh, and he he lit up like a glow That's stick. So I mean, his whole body. He's a little guy. He's not yeah. a big guy, and and just. Is weird. <laughs> so uh, I've been to the. I've been, I haven't been in a while. I should I take my son. We should. We should go uh, to the Ren Fair. It, it, what kind of things have you experienced? Is the hands the handsomes right? Like what, what, what comes to mind? I mean, I, I mean, I'm just thinking cape, sword, codpiece. I mean, it, surely something stands out, right? How long? How long have, did you do it? I did it for twelve years. So they liked you. <laughs> I hope they liked me. <laughs> Um, so for the first six years, Dave and I worked at a business where we sold chess sets and goblets and jewelry. Yeah. And that was why we dressed the way that we did, because yeah. we were flirty characters and women coming up, looking at the things. You flirt with them. Looking at the things? And and, and the merchandise. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I was like, what things? I don't know what things you're talking about. <laughs> Go look on my Facebook page. You'll see pictures. Okay. Um and so we, you know, we flirted with the women. What a surprise! What a surprise! We flirted with the guys too. We were equal opportunity. <laughs> nice. Didn't discriminate. And, and we do not discriminate. No. That's right. Uh, so for the first six years, we did that, and then we stepped from behind the counter of the booth, and we became part of the cast. Uh, and I was in the cast for six years. Dave was in for two or three, and then he actually started going back to working at a bar at the Ren Fair. Where he still is today, go see Dave at the White Hart Tavern at the Maryland Renaissance Festival. He's the best beer pourer out there. No offense to anybody else. But <laughs> still the Tell best. him Jeff and Tony sent you. Exactly. Okay. Um, but Dave, Dave is Dave's Dave. He's very funny. Uh, and so walking around in the street, you know, when there's not a counter between you and the public, then you end up with, <laughs> you know, a lot of stories. So 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 Miriam's obviously looking at one of my <laughs> pictures, right now. pictures right now. So so okay. to describe to describe I would wear crushed velvet tights with see-through lace up the outside of each leg. I've seen it. And then like, I know. And then I had what's called a cod piece. Uh, it's yep, a metal on the outside. a metal cup on the outside yes, and it's indeed. held on. Was it shiny? Yes, yes. it's very shiny. Thanks. 
Except for where the lipstick was. Oh, Lord. And, and it's held on by a chain mail belt and thong. <laughs> so there's a little bit of a chain mail thong that goes up the back. So you had to work out to work on your glutes, make sure they're right for season. <laughs> oh, man, totally. It was, it's hard work. It's hard wow. work looking that good. So one day I'm walking through the street and I get a tap on the shoulder and I turn around and there's this woman in maybe her mid-40s. And she says, can I ask you a favor? And I said, sure. And she says, my mother would like to yank your chain. (laughs) Now, when she says this, I'm thinking, okay, her mom wants to tell me a joke, you know, whatever, right? Literally. And literally, literally, I said, I said, okay. And then I look over her shoulder and this woman who had to have been in her 80s with a walker comes walking up. She wanted her, her... And I turned around, and she grabbed the little chainmail thong part in the back and tugged on it twice, and then turned around and walked away. Yeah, she wanted to taste. And the woman said, "That was my mother, and it's her birthday, and you just made her day." Oh my goodness! That's right. That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, That's uh, you, have, you have fanfare. You know, I could walk through the crowd. <laughs> there were so many people there, and it was you know there were times in the day when it's really packed. Yeah, I could walk through the crowd, and I could get back to like the where I would change out at the end of the day. And some, you know, you would find that people had stuck dollar bills. That's what you say, you get tips. <laughs> you get tips, yeah. right? And you didn't even notice that they had yeah. done it, but you had like you didn't tips even have, your, you know. You didn't even have to twerk. That's right. No <laughs> twerking. Twerk. No twerking involved. No. I, I, I never got any money for that kind of stuff, but I got, <laughs> I got reverse tips. <laughs> because I invented one of the smartest things in the history of the world. What's that? Bodice blessings. Bodice Blessings. That's what right. Does that mean? Well, you know what a bodice is, right? Bodice uh, is a is a is a yeah a part that it's a goes on over like your like blouse. A, like a corset. goes on over your blouse. It's like sort of a like a corset. corset. Yeah, I was going to say kind of like a corset. It, yeah, push, it, it pushes, pushes the girls the up, boobs right? Up. We pushes need the girls. Up. We need more of those up and together. <laughs> more you know, of those. So the, and the objective is to create a significant amount of cleavage. Mm. Um, well. Sinius Vice, the lecherous cardinal, took full <laughs> took full advantage of this whole thing, and I invented these little posters, these little uh, three by six, three by five, uh, uh, four, whatever, um, little pieces of paper that had a picture of me on it, uh, in my characteristic lecherous leering blessing pose, and. The the lettering was this bodice has been blessed by Sinius Vice. Go and sin some more. That's my tagline. Go and sin some more. So I would say, my lady, you've inspired me. I have a a blessing for you for your bodice. Of course. I said they come installed. I say installation is simple. I roll it up, uh, much like a doobie, <laughs> and then. I insert it, and I get really good at this. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't care about the hardware. I'm going for the software. I can move a wire bra <laughs> with, <laughs> with no trouble at all. And I tuck that bad boy in there, and then I unfurl it while it's in there so that my image is staring, <laughs> staring right at him. Yeah, and I'm smoothing yeah. it down. And yeah. <laughs> a lot of hand movements. So there, and then I say there, my blessing is exactly where I wish I were. 
That's but you were there. I was there. Yeah. But, yeah, see, but I'm deflecting all <laughs> criticism from... Absolutely. And, and as great as that discovery was, it was not long after that Tony repurposed the bodice blessings to also become butt crack blessings. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. I feel like I missed they out too, on this. They too came installed. Yeah. I feel oh, like wow. I missed out on this, this, this part. Like, I've hung out with the wine. And- I, I learned it. This is uh, difficult kind of to explain over the radio. Go. Please. Uh, hey, I'm old. So I, I used classic misdirection. Mm. I would roll these up real tight, and, you, you know, the costume has to be right, and the, and this, yeah. the, the woman has to be amenable. Mm. Um, so, but I'm pretty good at judging that. So roll. I say, you know, these could be a butt crack, butt crack blessing as well. And immediately I get... You know, they turn around and show me the butt crack. They were with it. Yeah. Was there a percentage? A percentage that would do it all or Uh, half? Everybody, literally everybody that I offered accepted. Oh. But again, he was good at picking out those. Yeah. You've got to know your audience. (laughs) Dream job. Yeah. And the the really, okay, so here's the really neat part. I have, now I have a horrified (laughs) boyfriend or husband looking on. And I am shoving this down Uh-oh. inside as far as, as you can far get as it to go, right? And I am using, I am using, as you may observe, the my longest finger. Yeah, you've got the middle finger. With, and, did you have that ring on? He has a, 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 a ruby. Uh, yeah, it's got a ruby. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I shove that all and yeah, I get yeah, it as I bury it. Thick it's finger. as far down as it'll go. Yeah, and and then oh, I pull it out yeah, yeah. and switch fingers and smell and, it like and, a cigar. No, I lick it. Oh, oh even. Did we have to go there? <laughs> Did we have to? His child listens to this show. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. How slick Rick looked now, huh? Yeah, yeah what about that? Oh, wow. I need think Malcolm's drink. speechless. I need another drink. This, and I got fans to this day. <laughs> I'm sure you do. And and it is, I get I get recognized in the, in the mall too sometimes it's, what did it's, you try it's really great they remember they might want it again another blessing uh, I, I talk to people sometimes they say I have six of your blessings hanging on my refrigerator that's awesome yeah I feel like I want a I want a character I want a, <laughs> you have a character you are a character yeah, that's true too yeah, but I can't remember my stories like if I tried to you choose recount, to forget yeah, them yeah they go away they go someplace mm-hmm. you know Compartmentalized. Yeah, yeah I, I bury them. It's it. because you often find yourself waking up going, yeah. oh man, I'm <laughs> yeah. never going to talk about that again, right? Yeah. I don't even want to tell myself some of the stuff I've done. So yeah, I leave it, well, leave it the, What the fuck did I say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and why am I upside down? <laughs> so Jeff, have you been back in character since your, your retirement? You know, I retired in 2004. Yeah. And uh, I've gone, I mean, I go back to visit. Yeah. But uh, and Not I, in character? No, I still dress up when oh. I go out to visit. <laughs> oh, we should take a trip with them. Come on out this year. We'll go. Yeah. That would be awesome. I don't know if I can handle this crew. I was just going to say, Miriam's <laughs> sitting over there like, uh, I don't think I could do this. I feel like uh, I'm going to be violated. Oh, you owe it to yourself to get violated to once in a while. Yeah, yeah go for it. Yeah, it's not that it's But not you'll that get bad. blessed, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. A little violated. And I could get married, you know. It's that's all right. in one. On an elephant. <laughs> Or even a camel. They have camels out there, I'm too. I'm more I comfortable think. with oh, the camel idea. See, they have camels out there. <laughs> really? Oh, camel's got a big pecker. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just... Like the elephant doesn't? 
Yeah, it, well, it's, you know, it's hard to recognize as that unless it's rampant. <laughs> How did we suddenly go to camel peckers? It I always mean, really. goes to camel peckers. It always goes always. to camel peckers. It's always that. Goes to some sort of pecker. Some pecker. <laughs> some pecker is always evoked. It's it's just the fact it's, that we're calling it a pecker. Yeah, you don't <laughs> you don't hear pecker often. At least I don't. <laughs> yeah, they say penis on television now. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> penis. They say shit like that. Yeah, before vagina. <laughs> they they say a lot more on television too. They say you shit know. now sometimes. Shit, goddamn bitch has been bitch there for a while been there too. For a long time. Yeah. 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 Television has evolved to where it's almost like a fight to get the highest rating. Everywhere from it could be a television show or even the news, uh, you know, a la Brian Williams, just to get oh, that, yeah. just to get that respect or get that story or to say that you've been there and you've done it. It's because the news isn't about the news anymore. It's about ratings. Yeah, it's, it's about, about getting that soundbite, getting people to watch your and show. It's the you know, ratings. That's a, that's a shame. He's is. A personable guy. Yeah. He, he represents. He's he's good looking. Yeah. He's, he's got no real flaws. He's he's funny. He goes on. Wow. He goes on uh, 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 Daily Show and uh, and I I always liked him a lot. I don't you know. But yeah, why, why do you have to, well, why do you have of, to do that? Well, it's kind of like the the baseball player, the football player that does steroids. You know what I mean? You have to. You're 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 put into a position. Or or the, the, the female actor that does plastic surgery, you know what I mean? You're put in this position, this mindset to think that you have to stay on top of your game. And one of the ways to stay on top of your game is to, you know, have a story, have something ready, look a certain way. You know, there was a time when, you know, if you had gray hair or if you, you know, had wrinkles or anything like that, that was fine. You're talking about the 70s, well, all the way up into the late 80s, even into the 90s. It was yeah. a little uh, lot listen, different. I, I got to be a 50, lot different. and I couldn't get a job. I mean, I had a job. Yeah. I couldn't get another job. I looked and looked, man. I was trying to get out of my job. Yeah. But back then, this is uh, this is 90s, um, I, it, was, it was really at the other end of the, of the uh, pendulum. Yeah swing uh, from what it is now now there's all kinds of outreach stuff and they're rehiring annuitants and uh in, in, in the government i'm talking about and uh, but there's a lot of a lot of room for uh, older people to uh, uh to to stay in or get back in the, the workforce if they want to that you know it was it was uh, from my perspective anyway is much much tougher to deal with uh, in the 90s so yeah that's looking up hmm. Yeah, that is good. But you know, back to the uh, the news media. I mean, I mean, and you guys are definitely a witness, uh, definitely a witness to the evolution of the media itself. I mean, there was a time when you had Cronkite uh, and Dan Rather and, and the likes of that Peter Jennings. That was just boom. This is a story. It wasn't anything personal. I like Dan Rather. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dan. I don't know why. I had a thing for Dan rather. You like Dan, huh? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Sideburns, Dan, or or, or later? All Dan. No. Yeah, Dan said. Dan rather. Dan said some really cool looks over the Got years. Got shoved around a little bit, but still he did. At the end, they 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 jacked him, they booted totally, him off. They totally yeah, jacked yeah, him. Yeah, he yeah. was Ted Koppel. I like Ted Koppel. <laughs> That's a perfect reporter mm. name. <laughs> Ted John, John Ted. Cameron Swayze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ted. I was a Ted Koppel. I sat next to Ted Koppel, and uh, we were we were. At the airport, and he was sitting next to me. I was at like, the airport, motherfucking couple sitting next to me. Couldn't what was he doing? It. Reading? He, yeah, he was reading something. Yeah, <laughs> reading. Was smart. Newsweek. Yeah, I didn't want to disturb him. He just looked smart. 
You know, you what sat am I gonna right say? next to him and didn't what say, say like I anything. Said, right? yeah. I said Ted, motherfucking couple to myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> should have said it to him. See yeah. what his reaction would have been. He'd right? have been like, yeah, that was tired, right? <laughs> damn <me>. right. <laughs> he was trying out. Actually, he was disappointed when couple didn't get the telepathic message. That's true. Yeah, sometimes I don't. I don't disturb he him. Like I've seen, on that mental I've level. seen a lot of celebrities, and sometimes I'll say something. Sometimes I don't. You know, so you know, leave they them just, alone. Yeah, yeah, they just want to. Do what they're doing. They just want to be human, just like everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, doesn't speaking of celebrities, look at this picture, Miriam. This guy reminds me of Jeff. Right here, just take a look quick. Just Chris Hemsworth. Doesn't he <laughs> Thor? Doesn't he remind me of uh, of Jeff? Uh, I saw him recently in a movie called Black Hat. The whole time I'm watching, it, I'm like, man, why does this cat remind me of Jeff? <laughs> I've said that to you a few you, times. You've said that to me Thor. a few times. I really don't see it's the like resemblance. Thor. But, yeah, but you're not going to see it. He's Thor, I'm telling you. But, Miriam, do you see it? I do see it a little bit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? There's like a, something with the eyes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm really into your eyes. <laughs> I was caught on tape. Yep. <laughs> so genuine, too. Malcolm, you said you weren't going to talk about this in public, really. Oh I mean, my seriously. <laughs> is, he, we have, is he going on about your pecs? We, he has pecs. He or has nice peckers. Back to yeah, that. Yeah. peckers. Oh. Yeah, right. all, in, all included. Probably only got one pecker, though. That's my guess. Oh. Yeah, that's true. For never having <laughs> seen it, know. that's a very good guess, Tony. You are right on the money. Yep. I uh, I went to, uh, and also talking about evolution, uh, the evolution of movie theaters. I went, I went so we to just a, go from talking about one or two peckers to <laughs> yeah, evolution, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Very yeah. good tra- we're really good at transitions. Transitions. <laughs> you ever hear the term, I'm hornier than a two-peckered billy goat? Nope. I've not heard that one. That's a, that's I just a, heard it, actually. That's Thank an old you. one, actually. You, a lot of you can never unhear that. Lot, Once heard, it cannot be unheard. That's, that's what's really neat about some of this stuff. <laughs> There's shit you cannot I've learn. Heard my, grandmother, my grandmother used to say, you have more nerve than a billy goat. But I've never heard the two-pecker billy goat. Yeah, That's a rare billy goat. Yeah, well, it's, it's a measure of horniness. He's pretty horny. Yeah, hornier than a two-peckered billy goat. Mm, mm, that's mm. the. Well, that's, that's very, the whole thing. Very yeah. excited. That's horny. <laughs> that's horny. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I really, don't think you could say much else, right? <laughs> Tony was commuting. For those of you listening, Tony was communicating telepathically with Jeff with that last sigh. <laughs> no, I think it was. It's more with you know uh, the ether, yeah. So uh, wow. no, it's um, I don't even know where I, I was I, going with this. I, 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 I think, think I, I need a little more wine. wine. Can Which you, one do you get, want? Oh, that one that'll do. Please, Perfect. thank you. Yeah, uh-huh. that'll so way do. Oh, this is nice. Thank you. And it's it's. Um, where's your glass? Uh, you know, yeah. Malcolm, where's your glass? You want something else? A little bit, not a lot. I get a, I get things to that initial smooth overall. Like a patina over it has has changed, and it's a little, a little more jagged. There's a little more differentiation between the different flavors, and not just one mellow blend. So, do you think you're at a point where you're ready to say how age worthy this wine is? It's more. It's quite. I, I don't know how much because um, it's it's still still speaking. Well, if you get you some bottles to put in your cellar, you just. Yeah. Just put it in. Yeah. We'll, yeah, I'll get you some. We'll give you your own bin. A bin? Have you seen a cellar? Yeah. That's oh, yeah, impressive. That was one of the first places I went to in the house. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good place to go to. It was nice. It's it's the like, first place she keeps walking back into when she comes to the house. <laughs> she likes to drink. 
She likes I mean, her. I'm in the business. I need to who learn. Could, it's all about learning. Even when she wasn't in the business. No, I learned. I didn't really drink that much wine before that. Hmm. I drink liquor. <laughs> yeah, see? What was, the, what was the first alcoholic oh, drink you had? You don't want to hear the story. I do. Oh, yeah, go it for it. It was in my neighborhood. There was a six-pack of uh, beer Budweiser in a bush, and my friend and I just drank it. <laughs> and we were, like, <laughs> so you, very young. <laughs> you found a six-pack yep. of Budweiser in a bush. Well, you, yep. You pissed neighbors. off some Mexican. <laughs> How about you, Tony? <laughs> you know, I don't remember. I was... I got wine a little bit at the table pretty often. Oh, you grew uh, up in that kind of family where yeah, it was like yeah, normal. Yeah, my, my parents didn't really drink much much wine, but a little bit. And when they did, we we got to taste. And when we visited relatives, there was always wine out, and we always tasted it. And it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. And then there was the high school period when, you know, they tried to keep you away from it. And uh, I was in the no money mode, so I drank a lot of really shitty beer. When I was a teenager. I feel like we all have <laughs> at some uh, point, in unfortunately. Fact, I, I thought I did not like beer until I was actually in the service and over in the Philippines. And I tasted a San Miguel beer that had been brewed about 10 miles from where I sat. And I go, whoa, this isn't beer. I don't like beer. <laughs> I mean, it was dramatic. Yeah. Um, and I'm a big fan now. I love beer and all kinds of different strange beers. There's a lot of them out there. Boy, yeah, that's there true. are. Now more and more. Yeah. And it's the craft, craft beer explosion in America. That's true. What was your first experience, Jeff? My first experience with uh, alcohol that I can remember was uh, I had a Stroh's beer. I don't even think they make Stroh's anymore. Um, back in the day. Back in the day. You remember Stroh's? <laughs> Stroh's is gone. I believe. I believe it is. I, I haven't Stroh's seen it. In, I haven't seen it in forever. National beers Stroh's come back. Beer? Stroh's. Yeah, I know Stroh's. I mean, how is that even spelled? S T R O H apostrophe S. Oh, not what I would have expected. S T. Yeah, Stroh's. Uh, yeah, gone gone the way of the uh, Twinkie, but the Twinkie came back. <laughs> <laughs> the Twinkie came back. The, you know the I mean? Twinkie is eternal. There's, yeah, yeah. There's Twi- Twinkie, Twinkie stepped about. out for a cigarette and came yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people, right. people were up in arms. There's science fiction. Motherfuckers don't even eat Twinkie raised hell. Science fiction stories about Twinkies that have survived beer? the Holocaust. I believe it is, yes. Yeah, representing the D. Yeah. <laughs> she laughs every time I say the D. Because the it sounds D. like something else. For yeah. me, it's like you can't say it's the. It's great in the D. It's, it's like... It's really, the D's juice. The, really. <laughs> okay, so that's taking it a little farther. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, of course you had to take it there. Yeah, my first my first experience was with uh, Coors. Like I was living in Denver. Coors, Coors. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I was in Denver. I was about eleven I, years old. I, I remember Parents smuggling left. Coors. Yeah, smuggling Coors like Smokey in the uh, Smokey in the. Yeah, that was, well, ba- not, that was back when it was illegal to bring it east of the Mississippi. But right? Yeah, I would I would buy a case in Denver if I had a trip to Denver. I'd yeah. buy a case in Denver and uh, and. And carry it on and, and and bring it home. It was illegal. It was, well, illegals. Right? It, they didn't ship. Frowned um, so upon. You, you couldn't get it. Uh, yeah, because they didn't ship. They didn't ship east because uh, uh, I guess refrigeration trucks were less common and it was expensive and uh, so it never. They weren't. They hadn't reached critical mass yet. You were the bandit before the bandit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Burt Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> 
We were, just, <laughs> so we were talking we were about that talking movie about the that other movie. day. How can you not talk about that? It was Man, a great movie. I know people who ha- I still know people who haven't seen that movie. Yeah, then we need to stop talking to them. You haven't just seen on. that movie, really? If you haven't seen Smokey in the Back, there are several wow. movies where people don't know, and I just stopped the conversation. I, I talked to a young lady. Yes, and granted, she was only like maybe twenty years old, but uh, she's never seen uh, Goodfellas, and I could I could see it, yeah. but I, I told her she needs to see. Sure, yeah, yeah. Just watch Goodfellas but, and then get back know, to me. If they haven't seen Blazing Saddles or Animal House, you know, there's you're in trouble with them. Yeah. You're in trouble. <laughs> you're in trouble. A, fr- a friend of mine until last year had never seen A Christmas Story. Yeah. And that's on like TBS round the clock at Christmas. You that's know, true. So. Well, you guys are going to hate me because I always thought Christmas Story was overrated. But, uh, you know. That's the one with the BB gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cute. It's yeah. it's just it's, sort it's, of it's cute, a cult you know? classic. It's a it cult is. classic. And I, I it can is. see why. It is. I understand that. Yeah. I, it's not not my taste, but I got no. I like no Christmas Vacation a little better. Me too. That's yeah. my favorite. Chevy one. Chase. That's I my liked, favorite one. <laughs> I liked It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, that's what's back in the day. I've Jimmy seen Stewart. Yeah, I enjoy it. That's enjoy a great it. movie. It's classic. That's just a great. Smokey Smokey and the Bandit. I mean Jackie Gleason. Like, you know, oh, great, yeah. great role for him. You great know. role. You got Jackie Gleason, <laughs> Burt Reynolds, a Trans Am, beer, <laughs> Sally, Sally Sally Fields. Sally Fields. They like me. They and she really was cute. Like me. But it was before she, oh, she yeah, said that. Yeah. I know, know, I know. She had the flat stomach and the jeans, the bell bottoms. Yeah. You know, she, she was, was always bending over cute, in, that, you know in, that, yeah. uh, in that convertible, yeah, standing yeah. on the seat, yeah, and yeah. bending over, looking in the yeah. back or something. It's just what women do. It's just what women do. Yeah. T-tops. They don't make yeah. T-tops anymore. They need to bring back T-tops. Bring back T-tops. I had a T-top 280ZX Datsun. 1983 black. I can totally see you in Black that. with totally gold pinstripes. A gold stripe on the side, man. Oh, I love that car. Was that your favorite car? Uh, that was my first car. What was your favorite yeah. car? That was it, probably. That was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, my favorite car is the car that's getting me around right now. You know what I mean? It gets me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You so she. You don't want yeah, yeah. to put any bad yeah. vibes out in yeah. the neighborhood of that car. Let me car. just tell her I love her. So yes, you are a wonderful car over there. <laughs> yeah. Still, she doesn't break down. Yeah, let, me like... just, let me just put like like the car is listening to the podcast. But. It's one of your most avid listeners, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have true. ways. But yeah, the tea, I mean, T-tops, you can't go wrong with T-tops, right? I don't think yeah. so. No, do you think, no. what, do you, what would you rather prefer, T-top, sunroof, or convertible? I like the sunroof Well, it depends on... Convertible's unnecessary when, with long hair. It's when just in my life we're talking about... Okay, you pick. Pick, tell well, us about each era. I got time. Okay. <laughs> Are early, you sure? Early on... I'm a Vietnam I'm a, era. No, yeah, yeah, around in there. I'm yeah. a I'm a convertible guy. Yeah, I can see that. Um, That's some pimping stuff. I never right had there. a t-top, but that would have been next. And then I had you know with a whole roof for a long time. But I had this really cool sunroof in in my Nissan Maxima. Yeah, that I love. Yeah, it's it, and it's like eighty five percent of a convertible. Eighty-five percent. You know, it's yeah. it's almost like it's almost. How that big good. is this sunroof? It's the it's. It's enough that his hair two- flows in the breeze, right? <laughs> well, it it ruffles. My hair ruffles in the breeze. <laughs> uh, so it's it's very little of a hassle. 
and, and right and convertibles are the, too much man most of the when good you got stuff. the long locks it's just like it's in yeah. the way oh and there was a period when i had a convertible and long hair and it hurt myself yeah. i always had to wear a bandana you have to wear or a hat or something like i, you can't I, I just, like the yeah, idea even the hat flies off i like the idea of the t-top i still do i need to find i like i'd love to have the trans am the smoky and the bandit trans am oh, oh yeah yeah, that's that's what's up. Good film. I mean, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Some of you listeners Absolutely. may have not seen it. I'm not going to hold it against you this time. But if it comes <laughs> up in conversation and you've listened to this podcast that's and right. you say you haven't seen you it, have then a, you have an affirmative responsibility to go out in the next week or so to uh, rent this movie or find it on wherever you're getting streamings from. And, uh, <laughs> You like that? How I get the technology in there? <laughs> Go rent it out there at a block. Never mind. I happen to think. I happen to think that that Jackie Gleason as Sheriff Buford T. Justice, one of his better roles. Oh, yes. One of his best. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was classic. Ma- classic. Magic, magic. Classic. Funny. I mean, he did some really good uh, dramatic stuff, but but that is he's very funny. Oh, very very funny. Yeah. Yeah. You, the, I mean, you don't see guys like that anymore. I mean, it's... Uh, Junior? Yeah. It, I mean, we could go <laughs> Next on. Next time I, could, I see your mother, I'm going to smack her right in the mouth. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting myself by pulling up clips of Jackie Gleason. <laughs> uh, I saw a really bad movie the other yesterday, as a matter of fact. I saw a movie called Jupiter Ascending. Uh, oh, the uh, new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, made by the Wachowski brothers. Or they used to be called the Wachowski brothers. Let me correct myself. Correct yourself. Um uh, they're known as the Wachowskis now. Uh, you know them from the Matrix, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this how is, bad was this movie? Man, it was bad. It was, they, were, they had all the right elements from uh, the, the the creation of mankind to aliens to vampires to inter, interstellar travel. Uh, they had all the stuff that I love in it. But yeah, please, it's okay. You ain't got a signal. You got to use the bathroom. You got to use the bathroom. <laughs> Call me um, out. I was trying to be discreet. Do what you do. And uh, then uh, uh, don't follow make her. Make sure my name's on the wall. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, don't follow her, Jeff. Uh, the uh, All the right elements, but they tried to do too much and just jam-packed it in. And uh, the, No one in it seemed like they were really that invested in it. It seemed like they were just going through the motions. But I did see it in a very cool movie theater. Uh, some of the theaters now have the reclining seats. Mm-hmm. So my son and I went to this new movie theater in uh, – it's in Sterling, Virginia, in the Dulles Town Center, and it's a uh, uh, all of them were reclining seats. Oh wow! So it, it's cool on on that aspect to see how the evolution of theaters and the way they've changed from just the straight up, you know, chairs and stuff. But I still miss the old. Let me tell you that the movie the, houses. The technology has not kept up with the concept. I got trapped in one of those fucking seats one really? time. I could not make it go down you know reclined fine and then i wanted to sit up and i couldn't get out of the i had to crawl over the arm into the next one to get to get out of the seat well the beauty of these these were automatic so you didn't really have to lean back you just push a button right as long as the oh, button electric yeah 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 and then, then the arm would come up so if you wanted to canoodle you could canoodle right nice. you could lift it up you know you can do all sorts of it had like a uh, a base that would swivel almost like a what do they call it? Like a, uh, you know, like one of the old desks that you have at school. So what you're saying is you yeah, could yeah. do more than canoodle if you wanted to. You could do a lot. <laughs> like I was thinking, you know, I was with my son, so I, you know, <laughs> but but you're sitting there scoping this out, going, damn, yeah, yeah, right. I was thinking of all sorts of stuff that you could do. I mean, it's 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 a new era. This is Dulles Town Center. 
beautiful theater. It's a Regal theater, Regal movie theater. So it's just gorgeous. I mean, it's uh, huge. And I, I, I wonder, I didn't, I, you know, if, does that reflect the price of the tickets? It's, it's the same. It, it doesn't. Uh, well, what is, what's I think the ticket it was. Cost? I think it was like ten bucks or something. Good out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's certain ones you. I mean, go. you can, AMC's over that now for even for seniors. Yeah, it could be fifteen, fifteen, or if it's uh, IMAX, twenty dollars for a ticket. Yeah. It might have been something like that. I think we I had. Used, a, we used to pay less than that to go to a concert. Yeah, day, I don't know it. because I had a, I have a Regal <laughs> one of the Regal cards, so I had like a free ticket, so I can't. I don't know what it was. Well, you do go to the movies quite a bit. So. I try to. Yeah, I try to. It's uh, uh it's it's. It's fun, and even if it's a bad movie, I like to see it. So, but it's not something I recommend anyone listening. Don't go see it. I'll save you the trouble. Hey, you're gonna do shit like that. Call me. If, yeah. we're, if we have, you know, uh, intersecting spheres of influence, uh, I like doing that. Yeah, I, I go to the one. I, th- I like the one in Tyson's, and uh, there's one in Falls Church called Angelica. They have a nice theater. I don't know that one. It's nice. It's a more. It, they show a lot of independent films at the one. Uh, it's called Angelica Mosaic. Where is it? Uh, Maryfield. Off of basically Lee Highway and Gallows. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They've, <laughs> yeah. they've torn right all. There, they've torn all that down and put up new stuff. I have new no stuff. So new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so disappointed when they got rid of the Chachki building. The Chachki building. Yeah, at the at the intersection on the south. East intersection of Gallows and Lee Highway. They did get rid of everything, basically. There was this old building that had a million figurines and statues and tchotchkes all over the whole place, up in this, up on the walls and everything. I don't think I ever Gone. went in there. It, you know, it was just I never went in there either. I just loved the you know going. Yeah, by there's the place. and that's what I was going to talk about. There's 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 certain things that they've torn down. Movie houses itself. Remember, there would be like one. Specific movie theater like the cinema, what is it, the Uptown Th- Cinema in uh, Washington, D.C., off Connecticut. Really good example of. On Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? Off. Okay. On Connecticut. Yes. Um, it's across the street from uh, Whistle Wine Shop, Cleveland Park. Cleveland Park, yeah. yeah. Wine and Tony Quinn. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. I want to I talk to him some more. It's uh, a, you know, a throwback to the old days of when it was a theater and it was more of an experience. There's not yeah. many of those around. I don't know if you guys have seen any of them in no, Maryland. Or, there, there's not many around. No. Like uh, an actual theater house. They built, But it's funny because they built these theaters. It's like 12, 15 theaters, but they're always half empty You know, at any given time. I remember a time. Except you, when the movie just comes out and it's one of those big movies where it's just they need like two or three theaters or rooms to play them at. Yeah, but yeah after that, they're after, mostly empty. Exactly. It's just that first you know, week of release where they want to be able to cater to mm-hmm. all those people and have all these people buy all these popcorn and candy treats and things and spend shit. Because, you know, you go, com- you go to most of those places that have, like, you know, 8, 10, 12, 14 theaters. And they're, they're all showing, like that, though. But they're showing, like, the same movie in three or four yeah. of them, right? So it's not like they're showing 14 different movies. Nope. They're showing, you know, the and same And they don't play the independent di- stuff. They don't no, go right? for, like, exactly. the smaller, you know, more creative. But that's the politics of the studios that are investing X amount of dollars to make sure it gets uh, shown on yeah. 3,500 screens or 4,000 screens so yeah. they can make money on it. And they just put it out there. It's no different than putting a McDonald's on every corner. They're going to make Starbucks. sure that they sell. Yeah, yeah they're going to sell some uh, some some caramel lattes or some McDonald's burgers and fill your mind and body up with a bunch of bullshit you True. don't need. So, uh, yeah, you got to watch what you're putting in your, your system. you got to have some good wine, right? 
Absolutely. Good wine, good food, and good friends. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. True. Except for the system part. The friends, uh, never mind. Yeah. Well, you, uh, you, uh, you, you pick them, right? When it comes to your Unlike friends. Unlike your family. Uh, yeah, right. You can, <laughs> can't pick your family. But yeah, you, you can pick your friends. You don't have to be. There's, I know people who actually are. I filter feel like some of them out. They're, they're forced. They feel like they're forced to be friends with people. People they don't want to be friends with. No, why? I don't have a problem filtering. Well, you know, you if can, you're a teenager, it's a different story. But once you're an adult, it's like that's got to be yeah, over even, and done with. Don't waste even, your time with people you, you don't know, like. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know guys, I mean? <laughs> you guys do a good job in making sure you keep up with your friends and family. Because, like I said, I follow your 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 posts. I follow your emails, and um, you know, it's something I think that the listeners and people should uh, definitely take note of celebrating and having events and get-togethers. That's true. And even like this podcast, being able to do it where we can get together and catch up and even record it. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's why I love these podcasts because I, I don't get to see you that often, but you have always been <laughs> family to me. Yeah. And and when we get together, it's it's a moment where you know no time has passed and we're family again and it's yeah. all good. So. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, and and I feel the same way. So yeah, Tony and them are playing with some wine right now. So it's going on and in the, the studio. To wipe the wipe the glass. So yeah, <laughs> He's I like think, offering his, right. his wine dry wine I, glass. I think we wine handkerchief. I think we learned a lot. I think we had some good wine. We had some meatballs. We had some. Uh, what was it called again? The other one. Just squash. Squash. Just like, no, zucchini. Like a light zucchini. colored zucchini. You know, I got to say, I I learned today. I mean, I knew all of this before. I I didn't. The only thing I learned today was that Miriam is a good cook. I mean, oh, she's that's she's, all you learned. <laughs> no, she's. I, I mean, I met you before. You're very beautiful. I oh. love listening to you on the podcast. I they think love you're a her, great man. person. She <laughs> she is awesome. But let me tell you, people, she can cook too. What an yeah. amazing thing! It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah, it is trained. totally awesome. Anybody that's yeah. interested in dating her, send your emails to <laughs> send stop. your emails to Malcolm. Yeah, 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 that's awkward. He'll right to her. It's got to go through me. People got to go through Malcolm. That's right. right. No, and, I, and just so you know, Malcolm, I know this personally from experience and talking to him. Oh Lord, Malcolm is not afraid to go back to prison. No. Not afraid. Not afraid at all. No, so, not afraid of the joint. So be careful. <laughs> <laughs> me, me neither. Oh, yeah. oh I'm look. afraid. I'm the, very afraid. Tony, Tony. I said a uh, joint. Tony, Sorry. Diff- different joint. Yeah. Different joint. <laughs> the big house. You know what I mean? The, uh, the. Yeah. No, it's funny because I get, you brought that up real quick. The uh, I get stopped. I, I literally get stopped by people that either I know or some people who just started listening to the podcast. Uh, it, I was in Detroit recently, and my old man, my dad was like, "So who's who's this lady? Who who's, the, who's oh the me? La- oh yeah, yeah. And, who's, and, the and, then, who's the lady? And then cats, uh, uh, a friend, lady. friend of mine, a couple people I know <laughs> came up to me recently, and they were like, uh, "Man, I, I I find myself just just listening to her. She sounds so good on the mic. That's Does so she have weird. training? And they're, they're just nope. going on and on. Miriam has a a legion of fans. Yeah." A legion thanks, guys. Of L- listen, I, I have. It's surprising, but thanks. <laughs> I, I listened to the podcast, and and before meeting you, you have a wonderful voice. Yeah, I really love your thank voice. Thank you. <laughs> but it, getting get to it. meet you and know you, I mean, you're a wonderful person behind the voice. Oh, you can guys cook. are making me. And okay. now, and now I know you I can cook. I feel like cook, this is right? like I mean, a who wants to date Miriam? Let's put her, Let's put him on the mic yeah. and like. Oh, and you should see how. She works her mouth against the mic. And All right. <laughs> mm. Relax. Oh, okay. He wanted to go there one more time. He did, didn't No he? more, no more totally mouth did. on the mic. He's got to take it. He's got to take it. So. <laughs> Another thing I get all the time is uh, 
is uh, people come up to me and they're like, so what's up? What's with the domino motherfucker when I end it? Right. <laughs> right. I feel like we need to slam a domino now when we do that. Well, we could do that. Make- <laughs> I, can, I can always do that in post because if I do it right now, the wine might go, f- oh, that's might go true. F- flying. We might shake the uh, the table. You don't want to commit alcohol abuse. But you guys you guys know the story behind the domino motherfucker. Jeff might. You guys, you guys probably don't. Well, I know it now. It's, it's more of an inside joke. I punctuate every show by saying domino motherfucker. The reason why is it's so dramatic right because now. it's an inside dun, dun, dun. no it's, it's it's an inside joke for me it's a personal thing i saw there's a movie out there's you a have mo- an inside joke with yourself yes <laughs> yes many now, yeah, now, yeah. are you am, are you ambidextrous about Listen. this uh, inside joke she just she, she said many you see i i, I heard that yeah, yeah. are you were um, no, no, it's true. I've, even this podcast is an inside joke for me. It really is. The, uh, and it's therapeutic in a lot of ways. But the, there are a movie called uh, Boys in the Hood. There's a movie called Boys in the Hood, directed by John Singleton, right? I am, starring, familiar, I am familiar with the movie. Yep, starring yeah. Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Ice Cube. Cuba or Cuba? Cuba. How's mm. that one? Okay, thank you again, Mary Tazi. <laughs> Uh, I Mary's say the linguist. I say tomato. You say tomato. You know what I mean. More wine. More wine. Okay. No more wine for milk. The, uh, the there's tomato. a there's a scene when Ice Cube gets released from the joint, not a joint, but the joint. The yeah. joint. That's right. He gets out. He gets out of jail and he's playing dominoes and he slams the domino down and he says domino. That's why we need to slam the domino. So. Ever since I saw that scene, it's always made me giggle. I've I've seen the movie a hundred times, and it just makes and me you like, giggle every time, every fucking time. Like a little girl. He's a giggly guy. <laughs> but to myself, no one else knew this, so I, I came so up. So this by, is a revelation to the world of podcasts that you're a giggly guy. I am a giggly guy. Giggly oh, guy. You're never. This is going to come back to you. This, well, you're never going to escape from this. My now. my giggles are usually inside. I'm the giggler. Yeah. I'm the yeah. one who giggles. Hers are all the hers. Time. Miriam's are external. Mine are internal. There you go. So I always punctuate a, a show at the end by saying "Domino motherfucker." Mm-hmm. That's what. Sometimes I let Miriam take it, and she says it. She it does a good job. Doesn't sound as hard when I do it. No, she 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 enunciates. She she has a good Domino grasp of the. Yeah, yeah. She has, I think I think Jeff has said it once. Twice, I, I've, I've said it once. Have I think. Has Tony said it? No, yeah. He might. Huh? Maybe we should. Have, yeah, maybe, maybe we should have, we should Tony, have Tony, Tony close us out with the. What are you going to say, Tony? Domino, motherfucker. Well,